0: I guess full disclosure, Eric, I got to say when this was first pitched and the potential for a conversation about Bad Trip was pitched to the show, um, one of my colleagues, she sent me this clip of you and Larry King in an interview years ago that scared the crap out of me. R.I.P. She gave that man hell. Hell on earth. I put him through the ringer.
1: Do you have a secret talent? Mm, Yes. What is that? Uh, I... Ken sixty nine with Larry King.
0: Anytime I want. And when they sent me that, I was like, I can't talk to this man. He's gonna (laughs) annihilate me. He's gonna destroy me. Like, do you remember that that interview? Yeah, no,
1: I remember it very well, and it's one of my favorite interviews outside of the interviews for my show.
0: What do you think of this election? I think it's sassy, sassy.
1: Yeah. What makes you angry? Larry King. <sighs> <laughs> I love when you book the intellectual. You know? He was asking me ridiculous questions at that point. He, he wasn't listening.
0: Would you you want me to be a guest on your show?
1: <laughs> I do. I thought we already established that. What's the best I'm trying to have a connection with you, and you're just glued What's to the, the best
0: piece? You the love to, like, occupy the awkward space. Yes. You're just, you seem really comfortable there. Like, Larry Kane is squirming, he is angry, and you're just like... I'm
1: not always totally comfortable there, but I know it's good television because it's interesting. <laughs> it's provocative. It forces an emotion out of the viewer.
0: You're listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR, and this episode... I Swallow My Fear and interview the ever-provocative comedian Eric Andre. You may have seen a lot of Eric recently. He is out with this new prank film called Bad Trip. It has hit number one on Netflix a few times since it was released at the end of March this year. This movie, Bad Trip, it is a buddy road trip film meets rom-com meets hidden camera prank show. So in the movie, Eric Andre stars alongside fellow comedians Lil Rel Howery, and Tiffany Haddish. Their characters are fictional, telling this fictional story, but all along the way, they're playing these pranks on real people. Help me! The cops won't get here in time! What the hell you do to her? You better steal your butt. ass back up that wall! Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. This nigga ain't worth it. Hey, I'm from where you from. I'm you where where from you where you from. I'm from right. be gonna you ain't worth it, baby. you was from the street, you wouldn't be doing it. Bad trip is not Eric Andre's first time doing pranks. Since 2012, he has hosted the Eric Andre Show. The fifth season of that show premiered on Adult Swim last year. That show, the Eric Andre Show, it is this weird send-up of the late-night talk show format. Also very funny, also very absurd, and full of pranks. Oh, oh, see,
1: I don't like, no, like that. That's dead don't no, it's dead birds. No, birds.
0: What else is coming down? It's just, it's just right dead, dead
1: birds. birds. Oh, my
0: God. In this chat, we talk all things prank with Eric Andre and why, unlike a lot of other prank TV and movies, his stuff sometimes ends up having a heart. We also discuss how pranking while black can complicate things. Uh, let's talk about Bad Trip okay. for folks that haven't seen it. Give them a quick plot synopsis. Uh, it's, a,
1: it's a hidden camera prank movie but there's a narrative there's a story within the hidden camera prank uh that's that's basically a love story it's a buddy a buddy road trip comedy a la dumb and dumber yeah borat meets dumb and dumber there we go but black but black black borat blorat
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes blorat um I don't want to give away too much, but I do want you, if it's you're It's out. The movie's out already. Give it away. It is out, but there's some people who haven't seen it. Give it, it away. Like, I'm, I'm, right. Okay. <laughs> give it away, give it away, give it away. Spoiler alert, everyone. At the end, they all die. <laughs> all right, babe. <laughs> um, break down one of the plots and like how you make it work. Seeing these pranks happen my question the whole time was just like how does he pull this off like people some people have to know some people can't know but no but no, nobody
1: knows except the actors except for me michaela tiffany haddish and rel um people we, we never had a fake reaction our ethos going into it was like can never have a fake reaction even if you just need a line of exposition out of a uh, out of somebody that you're pranking it has to be authentic for so for instance There's a scene where I break out into musical. I realize I'm in love with Maria, the love interest in the movie. And I'm talking to this older gentleman on a, on a, on a bench right outside of the mall. And I'm tell asking him, I'm having this existential debate on whether I should live, stay in New York and toil in these miserable menial jobs or if I should chase love and go to New York. I talked to that guy probably for like 90 minutes before I got two sentences out of him that I needed to kick off the whole road trip, which was, I just needed him to say, uh, I was like, what do you think? Do you think I should stay here and toil in obscurity, or do you think I should go and take a chance on love? And like, I've never felt this way about a woman before. What do you have going here? I don't got anything going here, that's the thing. I got, you know, my best friend is here, my friend Bud. And you know, I say, go for it if you don't the rest of your life you're gonna be sitting here saying what if i would have what, yeah, what am i doing here? the scene's probably two minutes long i talked to that guy for almost two hours just to get that one little piece of information out of him because there's huh. no fake reactions in the movie we have to have everyone having a genuine reaction so that was our ethos going into it so that's a little bit of a whole time and we're recording the whole time on multiple camera on like nineteen cameras we have and like this
0: dude doesn't see the cameras
1: no they're all hidden, so they're either like camera operators hidden inside parked minivans with tinted windows or like special boxes and fake walls that we build into walls, into existing building structures. There's people with... We had coffee cup cameras. We have these little GoPro. I swear to God. Stop it. We can send... I should show pictures more on Instagram. You should. So, yeah, there's no no fake
0: reactions throughout the movie. Are you surprised that strangers will talk to you that long, especially when you're going into some weird, strange places?
1: I am. I am, but I, I had it down to a science where... I kind of knew how to charm them enough to get them to talk to me, but also make them think I'm completely nuts. And a lot of them, a lot of them were like stuck there, like the, the army recruitment guy was stuck there doing his job, so he couldn't really leave, he was on his shift. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he was kind of yeah. trapped. You just
0: gotta get it together, man. Talk to your buddy and apologize to him and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm.
1: Just tell him how you feel, just tell him you're sorry. Yeah, yeah. And if he's really your friend, and if you guys have been friends for as long as you have, he's yeah. gonna forgive you.
0: Were there any pranks that you couldn't use?
1: Yeah, we shot. I mean, we we released some of them. We did a prank with Chris Rock, and the person we were pranking recognized Chris right away. Obviously, because he's very very, Which you very had famous. To expect, yeah, to, we yeah. were hoping we had him semi-disguised, but his voice is so iconic and recognizable. So that that was the biggest heartbreak because he just he did the movie like he did the movie for no money. He flew himself out. He just did it as a fan, and to have to cut one of my heroes from the movie was. Very heartbreaking. We also did this, and we and you could see you could see we just posted it online. We also did this prank where, and we stayed at a, me and Rel, stay, Rel and I stayed at a, a haunted motel for the night, and we, um, I get possessed, you know, Abba the Exorcist. And we had this real preacher that we found, this real Georgian preacher come in, shut up, and like oh perform an exorcist on me. Exorcist on me. We 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 just released a bunch of um, deleted scenes, so you can see them on on YouTube. What
0: is your demonic possession voice? I, I it's kind of like my Eric Andre show voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the fifth season of the Eric Andre Show. Very macho man Randy Savage. Like la tubarara nictos gloriae, benedictus. It's like that kinda
0: it's kinda like how I do stand up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What was the most dangerous thing that happened to you and Rail and the whole team during the there's, taping of these pranks? There's a
1: scene where Rail my character and character, or penises get stuck in a Chinese finger
0: trap. <laughs> Even when you say it, I've seen it twice. I've watched this movie twice, and when you say what the pranks are, it like breaks me down all over again. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I just <laughs> and we went into this kind of like hood barber shop in Atlanta, and uh, don't
0: undersell it. First, so y'all have these like prosthetic penises. Yeah, we yes, exactly. connected through an oversized. Chinese finger yes, trap. Yes, and
1: we're stretching it back and forth. They we're trying to get out of the penis trap. We're, tra- we're trapped in the thing. So <laughs> we asked this barber politely to use his scissors to cut us out of this trap. And the guy did not think it was funny. Hey, sir, can you get our no. out of this thing? Hey, 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 you know what we're oh, going? He chased us out of the his barbershop with a knife and he and he told us later he was lucky he's like you're lucky I didn't bring my gun to work. I usually bring my gun and that was Rel's first day of shooting. So it, Rel, Rel Rel quit the movie for like 24 hours. We didn't have Rel. Um, nice because we almost murdered him.
0: <laughs> yeah. And also Rel didn't just quit. Rel called up his friend Tiffany Haddish He to called like, t- he called Tiffany. Hell? He
1: called Tiffany to vent. And Tiffany started laughing at him. He's like, Eric John has got me doing this prank movie. He's almost got me killed. And she thought it was so funny that she called me after she, she got off the phone with Rel. And she was like, yo, you almost got Rel killed? And I was like, yeah, don't tell anybody. I was embarrassed. And and she goes, nah, like, I live for that sh-. Get me in there. <laughs> like, like, I love doing, like, she'd done some prank shows on MTV and Comedy Central. She's like, sign me up. I'll, I'll do any of that. Like, I live for that stuff. And coincidentally, the woman that was supposed to play Rell's sister had just dropped out because she had a, she had a um, scheduling conflict with her television show. So it was pennies from huh. heaven. I mean, like, it was a casting from heaven. And because, obviously, Tiffany's just brilliant. so, She's so um good, It added so much value to the movie, Yeah.
0: Coming up, how do you make a hidden camera prank movie while black? It's complicated. In stressful times, you want to spend your time checking out not just what's best, but what's best for you. We know you care about what you watch, what you read, and what you listen to. NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast is with you five days a week to make sure that time is well spent. Listen now to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. NPR. So talking about these pranks where knives are pulled, etc. cetera, yes. um, did you have to have any extra safety precautions around the potential for those things? Because you all, y'all aren't Johnny Knoxville. Y'all are, y'all are black people.
1: <laughs> the <laughs> we, after the knife incident, we beefed up our security. We did have a security <laughs> guard during that, but we leveled it up a lot after okay. that because that was a nightmare. So yeah, uh, yeah and I, my safe word was popcorn, but I kept forgetting my safe word in those violent moments. <laughs> I kept saying, <laughs> I, ke- I kept saying goosebumps for some reason. My mind just re-recorded goosebumps over popcorn. So I'd be yelling at security, "Goosebumps, goosebumps, goosebumps!" And they'd be like, "Huh?" And I go, F- "Popcorn, um,
0: <laughs> dude." Do you do you think it was riskier doing the pranks that you're doing with? a team of people of color as opposed to like literally Johnny Knoxville and the white yeah folks it. It, it, it,
1: it, it can be I mean you know it's funny I even talked to Knoxville about this Knoxville had a prank that he did back in the day in, in Jackass where he was in an orange prison jumpsuit with um, handcuffs and leg cuffs and he went into a hardware store and he was like can you saw these uh, handcuffs off me what do you got and cops <laughs> cops came and like almost arrested him and and I was just like thinking, like, yeah, me and Ralph, me and Rel did that. Shit, we'd be dead.
0: <laughs> we'd be You'd be dead. dead. Yeah, they, okay. would you they would shoot you on sight. They would shoot you on sight. Yeah, yeah like,
1: so there was things like that where it was like, I mean, we had Tiffany in an orange jumpsuit, but you know what? That was a very contained, like, except for the graffiti removal guy that, that we locked down the street for her own safety. Oh, really? So where we weren't letting like. Um, Pedestrians on that street. We, we like kind of trapped that unbeknownst to him. You take your ass off. You better take off. You better, you better run. Man, I'm gonna get my car and I'm gonna go to Mexico and I'm gonna just start all over, man. Get those clothes off and get the out of here. Can I borrow your vest? I can't give you my vest. You my lookout. I never forget a face. Go. Thank you for helping me, Escape. Hidden camera means yeah, poor hidden, guy. Hidden, <laughs> hidden camera means hidden crew. So we kind of like isolated that guy without his knowledge. So that 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 uh, Tiffany would be safe in the orange jumpsuit.
0: I love that guy. Yeah. He was guy. he was a freaking good sport. Oh my god, he's amazing. Um, on top of like the team doing these pranks being black and brown, I noticed a lot of the like civilians and bystanders involved in on the sidelines and wrapped up in these pranks. they are also people of color. Yeah. Was that intentional?
1: Um s- not directly intentional. A lot of we we filmed the majority of the movie in Atlanta, you know, and around Georgia. Well, that explains Georgia. a lot. So <laughs> there's just a lot of black people in Atlanta, but also <laughs> some black cast in compromised situations. Our characters are always in compromised situation, and it was just nice seeing black people help black people out. It was like the yeah the, the people were pranking were like even more invested because. Me and Rel are in peril in so many situations, and uh, also like black people have better reactions. Like black people are so emphatic, and like like a lot of people in the movie like wear their heart on their sleeve in the way like they don't hide their feelings. Like
0: some like no like
1: like if you prank like a white businessman, they are just kind of like, well, that's weird. I'm just gonna walk away. You know what I mean? Versus the women, whereas like the
0: black woman starts praying for you, Yes. literally, or the woman
1: in. Um, in the chicken wing shop, J.R. Crickets, that's like when Love Tiffany her. comes the in. short-haired woman? Yeah, yeah, Jackie, what's She's her name? She's amazing. Hey, did you see these dudes? Did they come up in here? Cause you they chicken. did Here's about to call you. Did anybody
0: here see which way these
1: went? Yeah. M- yeah. they, yeah. they got in the car and went that way. <laughs> the f- these niggas <laughs> And she's yeah, like, I was just about to call you. call you, girl. <laughs> when Tiffany came back, <laughs> she's like, I went to school with the police. I'm in security. I don't, I don't forget a face. Like, she's just so charismatic. Like. If she was a stuffy white businessman who's like you know work, works for a hedge fund, I don't think we would have gotten that same
0: same <laughs> yeah, reaction yeah. out of her. And like, there's also when you are when you're getting those kind of reactions from people of color, it's also revealing something that I never saw a lot of in Punked or Jackass or even Borat, and, th- and and lots of reviewers have spoken about this in the film Bad Trip. There's a certain humanity that's revealed yeah. in these people that are being pranked. Yeah. They are usually nice, they're usually kind, and they're trying to help in spite of them being totally discombobulated mm-hmm. by the prank. Totally.
1: You know what? When we first showed the movie to Sacha Baron Cohen, he had the best like, succinct, astute review. And he turned to me and he goes, you know, my movie's are about exposing the corruption and hypocrisy of like wealthy white oligarchs. He goes, your Mm. movie is about showing the humanity and the beauty and the good Samaritan nature of black people and working class people. And like, he goes, Mm. I really hope your movie like unites the working class. Because we're pitted against each other so often through class and race that your movie shows the humanity of the proletariat. And I was like, wow, like right as he ended the movie, like that was the first thing out of his mouth.
0: All right, coming up, when it comes to comedy and being offensive, where is Eric Andre's line? The news is about more than what just happened. You need to know why it happened, who made it happen, how it's felt in the communities you care about. NPR's daily news podcast, Consider This, gives you all of that, with context, backstory, and analysis on a single topic every weekday. It's not just information, it's what the news means. Consider This from NPR. So, one of the pranks in the movie, someone beats up a blind person. Yes. Another... I would just the say for, you, for your
1: audience listening, that is a stunt man, by the way. Okay, That wasn't right, a real okay, blind yeah. person out in the streets. That is a stunt. Yes, is, yes, yes. That is a non-
0: non-blind stunt man. yes. The, people in the wild are thinking that you're like beating up a blind yeah, man. Yeah, not me, this. Michaela, then, yes. Yes, yes. And then there's like the gorilla sex scene at the zoo. Yes. Is there a barometer for offensiveness when you're thinking about pranks and what will end up in the movie? Like, is there a line you will not cross or do you not think about it that way? You
1: know, thinking about a line to not cross or cross is like you're always threading the needle when you're doing shock comedy. And I think shock comedy and being provocative and sometimes polarizing in your comedy is very important, not just in comedy, but in all art. But I think... Behind every creative comedic choice or any creative artistic choice of any artistic medium, fine art, literature, poetry, dance, um, I think it it comes down to two things. It comes down to intent and context. I think it's very easy for anybody to recontextualize any scene from any movie or any, any work of art, any medium... And mm-hmm. be offended by, it, you know, um, mur- murder, like the act of murder is horrible, right? You would say murdering somebody is very I say, horrible. I would say. Yet when we're watching John Wick in the movie theaters and Keanu Reeves. i like, kill him. Yeah. Kill him yeah. all. Ke- <laughs> Keanu Reeves is murdering a million stuntmen. At no point are you like, you know what, that's kind of messed up because Jeffrey Dahmer murdered some people. Um, and you're not being sensitive to their play. You wouldn't think that because you're looking at John Wick in a specific context. So there's context and there's intent. There's never any malicious intent behind any of my, I can't speak for all comedians, but behind my creative comedic choices, there's never malicious intent. My only intent is to make um, the audience laugh and even make the people I'm pranking laugh eventually once the prank is revealed. So. Um, okay, And that then makes the sense. context is almost for the audience That's the burden of the audience I think you can recontextualize any any scene from any movie Whether it's comedy or drama or any art form But it's it's up to you to put the pieces together And, and kind of understand the context of, 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 of any
0: scene Yeah So you do pranks on the Eric Andre show yeah. as well And whenever I read about that show And read about you talking about it A word that is always tossed about is absurdist. Yes. Um, And then in this interview with IndieWire, I really love something you told them. You said that your goal with these pranks is not to be mean, but to instead wart people's reality to the point of psychosis. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, huh, what do you mean by that?
1: What don't I mean by that, my friend is the question. (laughs) No, I think pranks, you have to thread the needle with pranks because it's very easy to do, to make a prank feel mean or mean spirited. And I don't think there's any creative value in being mean or malicious. Uh, I don't think it's like watchable even or fun. You know, it should, it should be a fun watch. So Mm -hmm. the way to keep pranks ethical and make them fun and enjoyable to watch is um, distorting reality to, its, to to the nth degree, which is the, the verge of uh, psychosis.
0: <laughs> when you get people to that state, yes. what do you hope they bring back with them to the real world?
1: Uh, I hope they have a story to tell for the rest of their life. That's nice.
0: Yeah. Last question for you. Um, I've heard a lot of folks, I've seen a lot of folks ask about who you most want to prank, but I'm wondering who you would never prank and why.
1: Oh, gosh. I don't know. That's a good question, too. Who would I never prank? Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. That's. I, okay. I, got, I got an answer. We found out LeVar Burton wanted to do the show season five and he did. So I was about to, Love I was about to put him in the chair and prank him. And I looked at my director and my writing partner and I go, I grew up on reading Rainbow and Star Trek and Roots. Mm. And LeVar Burton's work is so like, like he raised me. Like those are such seminal. Like, I watched Star Trek with my grandma. My mom made me watch Roots when I was eight years old onwards. And when I was. That's kind of young for Roots, bro. No, my mom was, uh, my, 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 my mom's the white one too. And she is more, <laughs> my mom is more into black rights <laughs> than my dad. My dad is like, <laughs> my dad's black, My mom's, black. my mom, when she was 18 years old was at the March on Washington and saw Martin Luther King's Okay. I had a dream speech in 1963 okay. when she was 18. All ago. right. Um Come so through, my, ally. my mom has been woke since day one. But <laughs> LeVar Burton was so part of my childhood that I, like, I go – I, I turn to my producing partners and I go, I don't have the heart to prank him. Like, I can't. I just – I can't do it. And I was, like, trying to write pranks for LeVar Burton, and I was like, I can't. It's like – I don't know what it'd be like pranking my grandmother or like pranking Santa Claus. Like he's like almost mythical, like in my, in my heart. So I just, we had him on the show and we had him do like wacky pranks with the other guests, but he was like in on it. Like we didn't prank, we didn't sit him in the couch and prank him. So that, that's my answer, LeVar Burton.
0: I'm really grateful to you for this time and this conversation, of course. but I'm also thankful. I realized thinking about this interview and this movie and my questions for you, I think what I like most about what Bad Trip does right now is it gives viewers this like hour and a half of just black joy, black absurdity, yeah. and black hijinks, In yes. this moment when all the other news... Is black pain and black trauma yes. and black suffering. Yes. So I thank you for that. Of course. And it meant a lot to me. Thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Thanks again to comedian Eric Andre. His latest movie, Bad Trip, is out on Netflix now. I liked it so much I watched it twice. That never happens. Also, all five seasons of the Eric Andre show are streaming right now on Hulu. Speaking of video dear listeners, if you want to uh, watch me with the mic in my hand talking to Eric Andre, there's an extended version of this interview with Eric Andre on YouTube. Yes, it's at youtube.com slash NPR. Alright listeners, this episode of It's Been a Minute was produced by Andrea Gutierrez and it was edited by Jordana Hokeman. Listeners, take care of yourselves. Find something to laugh about. Till next time, stay safe. I'm Sam Sanders. We'll talk soon.